This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan where we have afternoon hockey about to get started for the Dallas Stars, which is good news, potentially bad news. Every day, Broadus walks in, and he's like, day baseball during baseball season? Yes. And today, he gets to walk in and go, day hockey, guys? Think about it. And Daytona 500. Wow. This is a bonanza of excitement for Broadus today. Miro is not going to be active or playing in this game. I guess the same thing. What'd you do? No, it's because they, he had his first kid last night, or him and his partner had their first kid last night. And so we're so saying that's okay today. now to miss miss work because you're having a kid. It happened last night. We're I don't know. That's all right. I feel like it's definitely if your first kid, it's fine. I don't know how many kids in. It was like eight. I'm like, hey, just shoot me a text or something. Take that, Philip Rivers. <laughs> oh, for sure. There's like, a lot of kids. Maybe it's magical every single time. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's why we scheduled our kids so far apart. So I'd forget what it was like when the first kid came along and we'd be able to relive it again. It's magical and very scary. Isn't that yes. what happens to moms a lot? They, they're they like, I want another baby. And you're like, do you not remember yeah. all the terror that we had to go through that night whenever we were having to stay up? And then the next night? And, and then the next night? Trimester. And the next night? Yeah. Thanks a lot, Adam and Eve. Now i got to push this head through a spot that it is not big enough for. Right. You heard it first. Right here on the fan. All right. <laughs> Part of original sin. We need to, <laughs> we need to mm-hmm. have a potentially tough conversation about the Rangers' rotational depth because it looks scary to me. Right now, the most likely rotation is Evaldi, Gray, Dunning, Heaney, and Bradford. I would say I agree. theoretically that is the most likely rotation. All right. There's a lot of injury concerns that come along with that group. And there are Cody Bradford concerns in terms of, well, he's never been a full-time starting pitcher at the major league level. I realize he started games and he appeared in games last year. And got better as the season went along. It's just you have not seen anything that would make you feel like, hey, he can totally do this for an entire season. Now, he might because that you see that all the time. Go ahead. You just you. I'm sorry. You just said something that I disagree with. Oh, great. You said entire season. Right. And I don't think three of these guys are going to be pitching for the entire season. Okay. I see this as a split season, maybe even thirds. Okay. Of a season where, as again, DeGrom... Scherzer, those guys should pitch at the end of the season. We're hoping, right? But I don't think, and that's just Mike's, if they do, if they go out there and Dunning and Heaney and Bradford pitch the whole season, holy cow, that is awesome. 
I just don't think – I think the Rangers went into this prepared by adding to their bullpen, maybe not great pitchers, sure. but longer arms, and they foresee that this is a thing where we're probably going to have to add something midseason, and these guys probably aren't pitching the whole year. So here's, not even evolving. Here's my concern for that then. You need to make it to – at least July, if yes. not August, yes. till you reach there. So, how confident are you then that Evaldi will be healthy? I'm not. Uh, you can miss a start here and there, like right. that feels inevitable. But for the most part, Evaldi is going to be there all the way through. John Gray is going to be there all the way through. Andrew Heaney is going to be there all the way through. I don't think you can sign off on any of those. And as much as I love Dane Dunning, how confident are we that you'll get a? repeat or somewhat similar facsimile to last year and how confident are you that the Cody Bradford that you saw in October is obviously more of a bullpen role but still the Cody Bradford that you saw in October will translate to starting pitcher Cody Bradford for the first three or four months of the season and I think that is very concerning because now Mike if I can go on unless you want to jump in right there all right because then you look at well, who's the next level of defense? We've talked about Owen White. We've talked about Jack Leiter. If you're looking for more of a veteran presence, you go to Jose Urena, Adrian Sampson, and Danny Duffy. They combined for 10 starts last year. Urena had all of them. And this is his seventh team in I'm the I'm glad last- you said that because I was like, I don't think Danny Duffy's started exactly. like, in a long, long exactly. time. Exactly. And that's the thing. Is, but those are your three veteran choices if you like really want that. And Urena is on his seventh team in the last five years. So you look at it, and I don't. It's not like you've got all this stuff ready to go in the wings. And I am very concerned about this. I am too. And to your point, this is the toughest part about making it to the World Series: is your pitchers had to throw a month more than all the other pitchers yeah and so there's a little bit more wear and tear on a pitcher's arm i think if we had mike adams i know he's he might be listening right now he might be awesome playing golf in this awesome weather we're gonna have for the next two weeks but when you talk about 2012 to a lot of the let's say pitchers on that team now they had two years in a row 2010 and 2011 they made it to the world series i think a lot of arms were dying in September of 2012. That's the tough thing about repeating as a champion. And I would say the main thing about baseball is repeating as a champion or staying at a high level for a long time is your arms get tired on you when you have to pitch an extra month. It is very impressive what the Houston Astros have done. They haven't won the World Series every year, but from 2017 to 2023, they've been in the ALCS every time. So they're putting that almost extra month on their team every year and somehow some way they're able to repeat that process make the playoffs and then make a deep run into the playoffs but to your point guys are going to get hurt most likely one out of the one out of the five guys is going to get hurt in spring training and not be available for the opening five-man rotation. We will not be doing the predict uh, injury. That is not a good, that is not no, a good no, thing to do. I, I hope that doesn't happen whatsoever. But some of the people you named will probably be on your opening day team starting. Now, sometimes you have off days early in the year. You can get away with a four-man rotation. But I'll say this. 
I don't think I want a four-man rotation on Evaldi. Like, Evaldi's our best pitcher for the first three months of the year, we assume. But to go, hey, there's an off day. He would be pitching this day if there was no off day. We saw Evaldi last year. Great pitcher, but he needed the extra days because he still missed two months of the season. It might from, have been the best thing that happened to uh, uh, yeah. that he was injured for a stretch of the season and was able to come back and be fresh by the time the play. He was ramped up by the time playoffs started, and he was at his best. So it might have been best for him. And that's no, why I Kevin, understand what you're saying. That's why I'm saying I do. This is a, just a different lens to look through. And that, like, you want to say, hey, I have these five starting pitchers to start the season. They will pitch all 162 games, and then we finish the season with them. The other lens might be, hey, we might need a, little, a lot of help throughout the year to navigate this, and it's some, and whoever's hottest by the end of the season is what we're going to run with through the, through the race. But somebody did point out, you got in by one game last year. Right. You know, you barely got in last you year. And you, had a really, game. and you had a really good record. Like, you had a really good record, and you st- barely got into this thing. And then your coach, your manager, was able to manage that through. But there, I think there are going to be a lot of guys that you see maybe. Evaldi might not need to pitch the whole season. You sure. might have to have another thing for him if that's what your ultimate goal is. Is this what y'all would like to see then? Because in my mind, this would be like an ideal situation that would fit in with my concerns and Corey's concerns is I'll give you a group of four people. I went ahead and expanded it out, and I'm not saying this is likely, but he's still in the group. You're going to probably have 10 to 12 starting pitchers this year. Yeah, absolutely. So Cole Wynn, Jack Leiter, Owen White, Zach Kent. I need... Two guys. One of those guys, I don't know. They, they moved Colwyn to the bullpen yeah. already. I don't know if they're going to try to start him again. And you might be right. And I understand why that's the case. Although, if he did develop as a very usable bullpen piece, that could bring a, 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 yeah. across some interesting yeah. different changes. I would love to see two of those guys where you feel comfortable that they can yeah. start, not just that you need them to start. So to Corey's point. Well, you honestly need them. Yeah, <laughs> you probably do. You want and need. Yes, because you're not going to go through, let's say, till you get to July, August, and Mally as well. You're, you're not going to get through there with none of your starting pitchers missing a start. I would love to see whether it's White or Kent. I think those are the two most likely to really push Bradford. Or hell, maybe one of the starting pitchers like can't go the entire spring training and you're like, you know, Owen White and Zach Kent need to be in this rotation. Like, I just want a conversation where they've pitched well enough that you're like, hey, they might not fit yet, right. but when we need them, I feel a lot better about them. Here's the scary part about the reserves you named. One, the positive. They're young and can improve. They are not at the peak of their performance. We don't think. Some guys, for some reason, can get worse as they pitch more professional than get better. But all of those guys have command issues. Yes. Like Owen White last year in 108 and two-thirds innings walked 55 guys. That's a walk. You'll die in the major leagues doing that. Now, you won't if you're Randy Johnson or Nolan Ryan. So I, I will put a an asterisk on it. If you throw the ball 100 miles an hour or more or you're six foot ten and doing s- stuff that nobody else can do, you can walk a guy every other inning and just be fine because you're going to strike out two guys an inning. So they're not even going to put the ball in play off of you a lot of the time. But I look at Jack Leiter, command issues. So that's the one thing I'm sure Chris Young has gone over this in the offseason. It doesn't mean it's going to get fixed. But why are our younger guys struggling to throw strikes? Why are we getting in unfavorable counts? Because if we're struggling in the minor leagues where guys aren't as disciplined as major league hitters, 
what's going to happen when they get to the major leagues? They're going to face better hitters, more disciplined hitters, which means their walks could probably go up to more than one every other inning, which isn't a good number to start with. And when you go back to it, Corey's right. He said it right before the tease. The world champion Texas Rangers. And I am i I don't mean to discount from that whatsoever. Here's the stat that I saw that I was like, Oh, yeah, I guess that is true. That makes me nervous. Ivaldi, Montgomery, Heaney, Scherzer, LeClerc, and Spores. They threw about 75% of the postseason innings. And Montgomery is not coming back. Scherzer is out until post-All-Star break. So two of those four starters, they're gone. I'm hoping that LeClerc and Spores keep rocking and rolling to go along with the addition of Robertson, but... That that is scary to me. To answer your question, by the way, Mike Adams said, "Yep." So they all they all kind of yeah they all kind of you know they ran out of juice and I get it, man. They they had to throw at that point two extra months than most teams would throw into that 2012 season. So I get it. I just I look at this and I go, "Here's the plan that I'm scared of: is that Scherzer and Malley 100 percent are coming back, and Degrom is 90 percent coming back." Okay. I, you have to think that. Yeah. But we always crush the Cowboys on this. Like, wait a second. You can't – like right now the Dodgers are not assuming Clayton Kershaw is going to come back and help. He's under contract, and if he does, he does. But they're assuming Clayton Kershaw doesn't pitch this year. If he does, great. If he doesn't, we feel like we're covered. I think the Rangers, because of where they're at financially, they're about fifth in in salary in Major League Baseball. So if somebody says they're just not spending money, they're literally – there's only four other teams spending more money this year on on a team than the Texas Rangers – and I understand I want Montgomery, too. It's not going to happen. I'd love to have him back. But you start looking at it and go, is it a good plan to say, hey, in August, we're going to have three new starting pitchers. We will have more information by mid-June if they are if they look like they're on. That would be six weeks out. But we really have no clue if any one of them are going to throw one pitch this year in the major leagues. You're just hoping. You don't know. I mean, Max Scherzer's 40 years old with a back and shoulder yeah. issue. Tommy John, double Tommy John for Jacob DeGrom, who when he had the surgery, you're looking at pushing him. If you bring him back in August, you are pushing it a little bit quicker than what most people do with Walker Bueller, who's in his 20s. The Dodgers wouldn't push him that quick. The Dodgers said in, remember the start of September, when mm-hmm. before the season started, Walker Bueller's working hard. He's going to come back. And this was his first Tommy John. He's going to come back for that September run in playoffs. And they got to September and they said, this just isn't smart to bring him back this quick. Is, is this the last stand for Cole Wynn with this I would assume so. I would assume so. Maybe because the whole season, but not Honestly, I'd have to look at it. He might be one of those guys when you start having to add. Remember, Wyatt Langford's not on the 40-man. Danny Duffy's not on the 40-man. Some people that could make this team out of spring are not on the 40-man. Now, you have the option to start putting people on the 60-day injured list. But when you have to open up a 40-man spot, Cole Wynn will be one of the first guys that Chris Young has to look at and say, I have to release somebody off of my 40-man to add Wyatt Langford. That is going to be a tough decision. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, this could be because of the NBA All-Star Game, or maybe not. Is there a sporting event you like to hate watch? That, anything happening in the Stars game, and Mike likes it coming at you next as part of the Expressway on 105 through the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. I don't know if we watched basketball tonight, but it was an exhibition, and the Eastern Conference hit three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer, 42 of them, as the East wins it, 211 to 186. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. It's almost a regular season score. <sighs> Not with a Mavericks defense as of late, is... I was curious, and when I put this out on Twitter, I I have to admit, I did get one overwhelming answer that made me sad. Is there a sport or sporting event that you like to hate watch? Now, Mike, in my mind, I was envisioning you watching the first quarter of this and being like, this is effing ridiculous and quitting, but you did not watch it all. I didn't watch one second of it. I I don't think I've watched. I think I watched Luka in his first All-Star game for a little bit. So that would have been four years ago. Do I have my years right? Is this his fourth or fifth? I this is think fifth. This is his fifth. fifth. So five years ago, I watched and I was like, this is just out of hand. As yeah. in, there, this isn't, I don't want to watch the best players in the world walk up and down a basketball court, right. jack up an uncontested three, or go in for an uncontested layup or an uncontested dunk. I'm just like, this isn't, I guess I'm old enough to remember other all star games. So, I can't tell you the last time I've really watched the All-Star game, but last night I didn't turn it on for one second. And it might be an issue to some. I'm really curious, too. Like, I definitely hear how you're what you're saying, Mike. I'm really curious how many people care about the level of effort in an All-Star game. Larry Bird cares. And he said the one thing I would really like to see is they play hard in the All-Star game tonight. I think it's very important when you have the best players in the world together, you got to compete, play hard, you got to show the fans how good you really are. Adam Silver also hoped that it would be competitive, and then the final score was 211 to 186, which, you know, that might not be what you're looking for. I would say this. Alec, I'm sorry, I forget. You're in your mid-20s or early 20s? I am 22. Early 20s. He doesn't like Alec. That's the All Star game to you, right? You've never seen an all. You've never seen a competitive NBA All Star game. Am I correct about that? I haven't. And you know what's funny is a year ago today it was you, me, and Derek in for the boys, and we were talking about this exact thing that uh, Joey Erickson was producing. We're like, yeah, we've never seen real competition in one of these games. So I did go back during the weekend. I recommended to our Tolos to watch the 1988 and 1998 NBA All Star games. So I actually did that this weekend, and I'll go to nineteen. Really? I'll go to 1998 since that's more recent, but that's Kobe's first ever All-Star game. He's a starting All-Star, the youngest All-Star in the game. Michael Jordan, it's his final All-Star game as a Chicago Bull. 
They interview Michael Jordan before the game. It's like Ahmad Rashad, I think, is the person interviewing him. And I can't remember if it's during the interview he said this or immediately after they mention this is Isaiah Thomas and Bill Walton are the color commentators on it. And they say Michael Jordan let his team know in the locker room, he said, I'm playing defense and I'm not giving up any layups. You're playing defense, and we're not giving up any layups. Now, there were some fast-break opportunities. You can see Kobe's awesome highlights uh, in fast-break opportunities. Dude, Dikembe might have had two block shots in the first five minutes. Kevin Garnett's trying to lock down Michael Jordan. Kobe's locking down Kobe – sorry, Michael Jordan's locking down Kobe Bryant. Gary Payton, I think, steals the ball twice from Michael Jordan in the first quarter. Like, it is real bad. People are sprinting back on defense. Like, no, 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 because Michael Jordan, the leader of the NBA at that time, Larry and Magic passed this along to Michael. Michael took the torch and said, this is very important. The best players in the world are here, and we're going to show the audience why we're the best and why this sport is awesome. And I don't know the exact moment. I do think it was LeBron taking the torch and saying, we're stopping this completely. But it's if you just go back and watch 1998, now there's some bad turnovers. I'm gonna because guys haven't played with each other, even Isaiah saying it's really tough because at times all of these guys on the court are alphas on their team. So they're trying to learn how to play off of each other. And he says, as the game progresses, you're gonna see uh better ball movement slash better passes and stuff like that. And you kind of do because guys start getting used to each other and what their tendencies are. So nobody got hurt in the game. Nobody's ever got hurt in the game as far as I can remember. So I don't know why they don't want to try, but it it is what it is. I don't know if it – because LeBron has passed this along. So it's going to have to be somebody like a Magic and Larry that come along as a tandem that say, we're playing this game – and we're going to really show yeah. everybody what it's like to you watch the 10. That though, I don't right? either, but to watch the 10 best players in the world, at least that are healthy for that game, it is really fun. It is real. When you're watching Jordan and Kobe, and they took it, per, both of them took it as like, Kobe's like, why wouldn't I want to try? Like, he's at, during the game, they interview him at halftime, and Peter Vesey's trying to like play it up, or maybe it was uh, the dude who does uh, uh, um, boxing. I'm forgetting the dude's name bald-headed dude but they're they're really like at halftime they're like yeah they see it as competition and Kobe's like why wouldn't I want to give it my best on both ends of the court to see how good I am against Michael Jordan now did it was it Anthony Edwards Anthony Edwards said that this that he sees it as a break the the players see it as a break from the regular season yeah an opportunity within it to not get hurt uh, you heard Lucas say that in one thing. And then for however many days, it is show up to this thing, show up to this thing, show up to this thing, show up to all these other things. That's what you're here for. You're here for these other events. And then when the game is just kind of the, it caps it all, and then we move on to the regular season. That's, I mean, whenever your star, your star future star player says, I think for me it's an all-star game, so I don't think I will ever look at it as being super competitive. It's always fun, but I don't know what they can do to make it more competitive. I don't know. It's a break, so I don't think anybody wants to compete. Yeah. Then LeBron did it. Then man. the mindset of it is what it is. They make more money off of the things that are going on around the outside of it than they do from the game specifically. 
So that becomes just a formality of All-Star Weekend. And so what I really wanted to... But it had to change at some point. Mm -hmm. It wasn't... Michael Jordan didn't see it that way. Kobe didn't see it that way. And and again, like, I do wonder when they they were in it... Mike, you talked about the Cowboys. And you brought up the other day how... It was a Michael Irvin you were talking to. And you're like... You guys did it. Y'all had to win. Yeah, 20,000 empty seats. You had to do these things to, Texas get, Stadium. You to could, get paid, to could, get people there. Can you imagine now, Cowboy fans, you could go to a game for $1 and be in the lower bowl yeah, in the but, 80s? Yeah. But you, you said that. It's the same thing. They don't have to be there. Yeah. They don't have to do these things, and people are still going to care about the sport. So that's, I mean, as much as, like, yeah. again, get rid of the weekend or get rid of the, the game in itself. Just call it what it is, move on, and have the weekend the weekend ceremonies. But it, it, is, it is something that is lost. It is a lost thing yeah. in, the, in, the, in the fun of going the best of the best are lining up against each other. And that was a lot of fun whenever we were kids. Yeah. And I do see plenty of people texting in or hitting us up on the Twitch or saying that they just don't really care me, I watched. I told you, I watched the first half of the first quarter, and I I saw what it was going to be, and I was like, I'm good. Yeah. And then I just moved on to something else. So, yeah. and that's what I recommend people. I still like Sat NBA All Star Saturday Night, but I know a lot of people don't. And I did watch Saturday Night. Obviously, we talked about that yeah. earlier. I just, it stinks for me because I grew up. Right now, I'm looking at Converse's website. They brought back the weapons. They brought back Larry Bird's, and then they have just another, just white and gray color. I think that's a super cool, iconic shoe in the history of the NBA. And then Jordan took over, and the Jordan brand crushes, right? But I just, I can remember so excitedly in 1986 that the All-Star Game was here and that Rolando Blackman and Mark Aguirre were representing our organization. And then Ro Blackman almost won the MVP, and it yeah. was such a big moment in Seattle when he made the two free throws to send it to overtime. And then 88, which, you know, went back and watched. It's funny because, you know, Jordan's not perfect. Jordan's making mistakes and stuff, but you're just seeing this effort, you know, and – like they're putting in two big guys, so Patrick Ewing can you know swat shots because Hakeem Olajuwon is swatting shots. You're just like, dude, like they're almost playing too hard to be honest. But they're but it's just, what would it look like? I guess it's it's never gonna happen. But what would it look like if you had these guys playing at close to a hundred percent? How entertaining would it be to see the? 24 best players in the world that are healthy mm-hmm. competing against each other and literally nobody in the history of the games ever gotten hurt so you can't say i understand what they're saying there is a risk of getting hurt and so they've taken that risk out but you would almost want to say yes because this person got hurt like when robert edwards if you don't know who he is a running back for the new england patriots he's like rookie football, of the year yeah. pretty much on in the afc great running back and he's playing sand volleyball football and he blew out his knee, and his career pretty much ended. He came back, but it, yep. he just wasn't the same. So now you can see we should never play sand volleyball football because, like, major injury. But nothing ever happened in this game to say, oh, my gosh, that just ruined their season. And there were multiple people who I tweeted this out last night, and they said the NBA All-Star game. And then one person did say no- nothing because if I hated it, then I wouldn't watch it. And then Bobby Belt swooped in with probably the best answer, the Cowboys in January. But I had multiple people I, you, who oh. said the Cowboys, and I think a lot of people are there. So are there other things 
that you like to hate watch. Like for me, for example, I'll usually, if there's teams that I really, really dislike, I'll like cruise into their games if it sounds like they're about to lose and it's a pretty big Are upset. Are you one of those watchers? Hell yeah. Wow. Because it happens to me even if I don't talk any trash. Like it's inevitable. Whenever Duke loses in the NCAA tournament, people are like, oh, your team sucks. I didn't even have to say anything to them or engage them. But they know. Yes. They know you're a dookie. And so I will admit, for schadenfreude purposes, sometimes I'll roll up and be like, oh, this team I don't like is about to lose. Let's see how that plays out. Do you ever flip it like it flips on you and they end up winning late in the game and you're like, dang. No, they didn't win because I turned the channel (laughs) and I moved on with my life. Because you don't care about that No, 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 no. I mean... (laughs) Yes, that has definitely happened. Oh, And so I want to know how many people have stuff like that. I I, guess this is the thing that I loved and now I hate. Does that make sense? I mean, kind of the Cowboys too. But in a way, I want the Cowboys, like in my heart of hearts, I want the Cowboys to be a great team again and a a great franchise. And I want the All-Star game, the NBA All-Star game, to really be played at a – High level, because that's what I was used to watching from about 1986 to about, I don't know when it changed. I'll say right around 2013 or 14, it started to really change, but I'm not exactly sure what what year it was where it became a joke. One thing I can't tell you that has changed to the score in the Stars-Bruins game, as they were losing 1-0, to they just scored a goal to tie it up. Well done right there off the deflection in front of the net. You said On they could Boston. never do it. You said they'll never be able to do it without Miro out there. I don't believe oh. I recall that. We got a nick right there, like a tip. That's Wyatt Johnson, baby. Is a deflection. Here's the issue that I think you're that you're not going to change the all-star game because they had to try to implement rules in the regular season. If you have to implement rules for the yeah. regular season, it feels it's, very you, unlikely. Can I ask you this when you watch Luca, do you feel like he is disinterested or he just this isn't really his vibe. I only saw a highlight the one where, he uh, where he's just standing well I saw he that I guess drain. I saw two I saw that and then I saw one where he's standing at half court because Curry's kind of going one-on-one and he's just standing there waiting for the quarter to be over um I think this one it is a little bit tough for him because that game is played at pace and he doesn't want to really play at that pace. It is a very free-flowing game. that's yeah. where Dirk struggled with being an all-star MVP candidate, except for the one here. Like, he had a chance to win at AT&T Stadium. He had a chance to win the MVP of the all-star game. That game was – people played hard in that yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is played at a, at a higher pace usually than a regular season game. But I just think LeBron's his hero. Most players on that court, their hero was LeBron James growing up. If it wasn't LeBron, it was Kobe, right? Yeah. No no player in the NBA's hero is Michael Jordan. None of them were alive for Michael Jordan's career. So they've moved on. Just like for me, who are my favorite players in baseball? Don Mattingly, Ken Griffey Jr., right? Like if somebody says Mike Trout, Bryce Harper or something, that's not my era. But most kids today or young players in the game today would say, gosh, I loved – Albert Pujols, Miggy Cabrera, Mike Trout, you know, I, mean, I know you're not a Bryce Harper would maybe be somebody yeah. that they really looked up to. And those are the guys when they're on an all-star game and those guys are in the lo- in the clubhouse for baseball. Those guys are the ones that take the stage to say, hey, for you newcomers, congratulations. You've seen these speeches before, but this is where they say, go out there. Let's have fun, but let's win. Let's do our best. This and that. But LeBron took over the room and said, 
let's just have fun and nobody get hurt and make sure like don't contest layups don't you know like let them shoot they're gonna let us shoot I've already talked to whoever on the other side we're gonna make sure that nobody tries in this game it's it's just weird, but all the players look up to him. So when Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Halliburton hear LeBron say these things, they're like, oh, and so Lucas heard these things. So sure. he knows I'm not supposed to try in this game. Now, some of the other responses we got, sports you love to hate watch, NASCAR, soccer, but the prevailing answer was the Dallas Cowboys. Although one person did also say hockey, which is unfortunate right now as the stars are tied up with the Bruins one-to-one. Some of these answers on the fan text are really fun too. So the 214, the 49ers. I hate the overhyping of Brock Purdy so much, and so I hate watch. From another 214, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Any game where they were playing, I would record it. And if they lost, I would go back and happily watch the whole thing. Man! Not even seeing it in real time for the suspense. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to wait until I know that they have lost and I can go back and watch from the 903. You got a couple of haters? <laughs> yes. The 49ers in this year's Super Bowl. I hate them so much and I wanted them to feel the pain. That's why I keep saying the Super Bowl. I, I hate watch it because the Cowboys aren't in it and they didn't deserve to be in it in the first place. I get that. But I hate watch it because whatever team is in it is probably a team I hate anyway. And so I was hate watching for that purpose, but also like watching for the Chiefs. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I, was, I was doing both at the same time. But Kevin, somebody did say WrestleMania, and that makes sense to hate watch WrestleMania because there's somebody on, res- on wrestlers Agreed. that you hate. But also, the product is just as poor as it's ever been. And it's really, well, I don't know about that, but there are plenty of people who like who hate watching wrestling or they like watching it so they can complain about it and they're like it used to be better in the attitude era and I was like oh my god no where's the two by fours oh okay well hacksaw Jim Duggan is the sparest of the spare wrestlers couldn't use a chainsaw or like a scroll saw or something they they had somebody who had a fake chainsaw but yes I do know plenty of wrestling fans who watch just so they can be like this is stupid and this is why I don't watch and I was like hold on then why did you watch the beginning just so I could know how stupid it was and that's why my Mike did not watch the all And I appreciate game. it. I thought it was going to trickle into your house. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I tried. Kids and, wanted to. Yeah. I guess I've done it enough the last, let's say, eight years of like I've watched two minutes of it. Like yeah. maybe last year I watched two minutes of it, and then I was like, I'm good. Like I already, okay. Did your kids have any interest in it? No. See, that's, that's, that's the generation that they lose. But did they have any interest in any of the other stuff that was going on? Yeah, my okay. son, my 15-year-old, we watched all of all. Well, I'll tell you what. He got tired of the team skills competition. It where was Indi- long. And so he said, can you call me? He went upstairs and he said, can you call me back when the three-point competition starts? So we had a blast watching that. And honestly, he had a blast watching the dunk competition. Uh, and I was just dying laughing as we maybe get a little bit into Mike Likes It. Go for it. I was dying. And we talked about it earlier. But how those MBOs, five NBA, former NBA players got together and said, Jalen Brown makes the finals no matter what. Yeah, and then did you see that some people started posting old Kenny Smith dunks? And they're like, this is the dunk that he wants back. And you're like, okay, that's between okay. From the free throw line, bounce it between your legs, off the backboard, and dunk it backwards, right? That's kind of his yeah. – I would say that's his his dunk if you're as old as me – when he was on the Sacramento Kings and he was in the competition, and I think he won. He got second quite a few times, too. But his one was he stood at the free throw line and then in between his legs bounced it 
facing the other way, then turned, ran, caught it, and then dunked it backwards. Beautiful. But back then, that was really creative. That's like impressive. That's the tough thing, too, is you can only do so many things. At this point, like when uh, McClung took the ball out of the guy's hands, brought it to his underneath his private area, then dropped the ball and then picked it back up. I thought he messed up. In real time, I thought, oh, my gosh, he didn't pick the ball up yeah. cleanly and then had to grab it again and dunk it. I was like, in my mind, I was like, that was pretty impressive that he messed up and was able to correct it. And then you see it in slow motion and he intentionally drops it to show that he could drop – he's hanging in the air so long that he could drop the ball and show that it's like almost like a double clutch backwards yes. dunk. He is freaking amazing at it, but I just love the salute to D. Brown. Nobody had any clue who was pumping up his shoes. Yeah. I had no clue what he was doing. Uh, then he gets Jason Tatum in his mink coat or whatever to throw a pass <laughs> that he missed by a mile. And they on were the like, first you got to take off that coat. Yeah. And then he throws such a bad pass that Jalen Brown can't repeat the D. Brown. <laughs> dunk so he just dunks it yeah. he literally just grabs it with his left hand i it might have been his right hand because then he dunks with michael jackson hand on but he just dunks the ball he just i was like i'm laughing i'm like he just dunked the basketball that's all he did is they threw it up in the air and he grabbed it and dunked it and they're like that's a 50 and i was laughing my ass off going this is amazing you knew at that point those guys had got together and said or maybe the nba just said hey if we're gonna ever get Zion, John gotta, Morant. Yeah. I don't know who the super stud is. Like, you know, the next great dunker that's yeah. uh, that's in the, the draft that's going to be a top three pick. Like, if we're ever going to get these guys to do it, we have to get the superstar in the final two. And they're like, all right, 50. He dunked the basketball. So, anyways, I want to move on here to my next Mike Likes It. And so I'm going to go back to Super Bowl commercials Oh, for just a second. So there was a Super Bowl commercial. I can't remember. I think it was like third quarter. Mark Wahlberg and uh, a dude named Jonathan who plays Jesus on The Chosen did a commercial, and they were doing it for an app. And so I'd kind of forgotten about it, but then I was like, well, let me check this app out. It's called, I call it Halo, but it is spelled kind of hollow. It's H-A-L-L-O-W. Yeah. And I thought it was hollow. Yeah. And I look, I'm not supposed to talk about this on the air much. I already know the rules up here, but i just like to say... I do like that app. It obviously is a Christian app, but it is a good app. So if you're looking for anywhere from, I showed Kevin this morning, there's a one minute thing Mark Wahlberg does. There's also a 40 minute thing. Yeah. Like there's a whole bunch on that app and it is free for a month. So I'm just telling you, if you're looking for something for the Lent season or yeah. whatever, I do really like that app. I would and you recommend part it. Of it. One of them for me. So yeah. So I, I would recommend it. I will leave it there. But uh, tomorrow, and I do have to watch what I say here. I've said this a zillion times. I do have to watch what I say. But tomorrow, I'm not going to be on the show. What? And the reason I'm not going to be on the show is if you're a new listener, thank you for listening. But tomorrow in court, I had some sports cards that obviously I believe were stolen from me. And tomorrow, I get to go to court to hear my case out and so why am i bringing these two things together some app and then this is this is really like on my heart right now because i do want to stay calm i do want to uh when i take the stand be a christian 
on the stand and just answer the questions truthfully. There's going to be times where I'm sure they ask my opinion on something, but I gracefully uh, give my opinion led by the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to say in this app, it's kind of, this is heavy on me. This has been a three-year period. As luckily we shot a video. You're worried this is not, that's not what's going to happen. You're going to like, Am I am I correct? You're going to get caught up in the moment. And I, I hope gonna... not, right? Okay. And, and that's the tough thing. I've look, I've I've gone to court one other time in my whole life, so it's not like I'm used to this situation at all. So, uh, and obviously the other people that are against me, they're not going to ask me easy questions, or they're yeah. not going to be like, "Sounds good, see you later." You know, I mean, they're going to challenge me <laughs> yeah. tremendously, and I know that. So, I'm you know, uh, scared about it in a way, uh, nervous about it, but I'm also happy that I get my day because luckily we shot a video. Yes. Uh, March of 21, I believe is the date. Like, I don't know, like 13th or 14th. Is at like the Dallas this, Card Show. At the yeah. Dallas Card Show. And luckily we took a video of this box of cards and luckily that helps me out tremendously as evidence. Yeah. Um, it's if you're wondering about this, you know, because it's been a long time now. It's been three years. Uh, I do at least, with, with, whether I win or lose, I want to be cordial. I want to be, you know what I'm saying. I just yeah. look. It's my day. Uh, they're gonna say what they have to say. I get to say what I have to say, and then somebody decides on what happens there. And so I'm having to miss the show tomorrow and take a vacation day. Um, do you anticipate resolution tomorrow? And if you can't speak on that, we'll just move on. I do, but I think the, the judge will make a decision. Okay. I, but I don't think there can be other stuff that happens that stops things from happening. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it's over the weekend I met with my lawyer and he went over a lot of things and everything like that. So it's just, I don't know, maybe people that are lawyers or people that are in court, like their job is to go to courthouses and hear things out. And that's just part of their, it's probably like just another day, just like coming up here. If we put a microphone in front of you to do a sports talk radio show, as much as maybe you've Listen to us talk sports. I mean, we've watched a zillion lawyer movies or lawyer shows right. and, and in court and everything. It is really different right. when you get in there and it's right. real life and, and you're the person there. So, you know, obviously, you know, I can't say a lot. I've never said like on the air. I've never said who it is, what it is. You know, I've just said like, this is it. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm just I'm putting it out there that this is weighing on me heavily throughout the weekend. And now that tomorrow is happening it's it's going to be interesting I, I i don't know uh what's going to happen uh but i would just say like for people coming in here you'd think oh i'm gonna be able to do this and then you put a mic in front of you and you kind of get nervous and yeah. then you reminds like, me mike in my my opinion it reminds me a lot of the times when we were going with lucy to test things and we had in our minds what we thought was going to happen and the doctor would be like well we need to go this way now and we're like what yeah and it just kind of change it throws everything off for a little bit but then you kind of assess the information and move in the next direction but you're you have a lot of anticipation yeah going into it and i'm i'm hoping the best for you man well thank you so that is what is happening in my life and pretty nervous about it and so hopefully understandably so uh everything goes okay tomorrow and and that, you know. What if Mike ends up having to go to prison? Well, okay, luckily, well, I'm not the not person believe. on the stand yeah. for that. And it's it's uh, it's a civil case. It's it not prison, a criminal right? case. So nobody will go to prison for any How of this. How long do you think you'd last in prison? I would hope for as long as the sentence was mm -hmm. to get out of prison. <laughs> right. But I don't. 
I, I am scared to death of prison. Like I, I do think as you probably should be. Yeah. I do think a, not a lot of people. How many people are in prison that they just weren't scared of prison? They weren't scared of going to prison for what they were doing. Yeah, That's and so point, yeah, I think a, I think prison deters me from doing a lot of illegal things. I will say that, right? Oh, that feels like another interesting topic of conversation. Like the whole punishment of it no, all, I yes, is a good reason like, to be like, not going to do it. I don't know. Like, not that I ever wanted to do this, but I'm just throwing this out there. If you wanted to just steal a whole bunch of jewelry from a jewelry store, right? like, there's a chance of going to prison after if you get caught. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to try that. I'm not going to go try to steal cars because I'm pretty sure I'd go to prison when I got caught. Yeah. So that deters me from doing something that stupid and that illegal. Kevin thinks he can rob a bank. Hey, but we learned that I got caught eventually stealing cards. That's not a bank. So. Back uh, to you, Mike. Okay, so. I have been a little bit into shoes lately, and this goes oh. into being a father because my youngest son, who just turned 14, is really into shoes. In fact, you know when your kids get into something and you're not into it yes. really that much, you're confused on all the things they're saying? Yeah. They're like, I don't get this because you're naming this Kobe shoe and putting words on it that I'm like, he's... And I get some of this. Like, they just came out with the reverse Grinches, which instead of them being like a neon green, they're red with green laces instead of green with red laces. I believe I'm not 100% sure. I think that Dwight Powell wears the Grinches, the Kobe Grinches, so those neon green shoes that he wears. And then when you see these red shoes with green laces, those are Kobe reverse Grinches. And then he'll tell me what they're going for on the open market and all this stuff. And he'll do all of these things with me. So I've kind of gotten into shoes. Well, I'll tell you, I was pumped up. Because me and my son, Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on the sneakers app, like a Nike, it's a Nike app, sneakers, they release the Jordan 4s in black. I think they call them breads, which I believe mean black and red edition. And so they look just like his like 1988 or 1989 All-Star Game shoes. Yeah. And it is almost impossible to get... I've been told they're going to be impossible to get. You all you can hit is like you have your information in there. You hit purchase, and you just hope somehow, some way, you win this lottery. Within five minutes, they tell you if you won the shoe or didn't win the shoe. I won the shoe. No, I, I paid for it. It's like two hundred and thirty-two dollars, I believe, with shipping and handling. But I was really pumped. It's the first ever time I've gone after like a Jordan wanted shoe that's going to sell out in five minutes and somehow some way we got it and me and cal right now share the same shoe size we both wear 13 so we can both share wearing it and i'm going to wear it i know some people buy them and never wear them i am going to wear the shoe i'm not going to go play thank you i'm not going to go play pickup basketball in it but i am going to wear it like maybe wednesday night at our dinner at nick and sam's maybe i wear the maybe i wear my jordans there fancy and I have to get my son makes me wear these things that makes it, they don't crease, which then makes them a little yes. bit less comfortable. Brandon, Brandon has those too. Carter would walk around in his Jordans, like uh, in his shoes. That's flat all he footed. wanted. Would he walk? Yeah, flat he would footed. walk real like on his heels. And I was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I don't want to crease them." And I'm like, yeah. "Dude, you just then don't wear them." So if you are into shoes and you were trying to get the Jordan Four breads in your face, we got them. <laughs> Well, Is that, that the way you end it? Took such a hard turn right there. Oh, okay. We're the KNC masterpiece. All these people were supporting you about your case. No, tomorrow. I know. I, like in your face. I wonder how many people 
that are on the text line tried to get those or into shoes and didn't get them? Because I heard they were going to be impossible to get. And I was like, well, Cal, all we can do is try. Let's just hit the button and see yeah, what happens. Absolutely. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t